could talk about the weather, which we do a lot here, but uh, mm. today we're going to talk about a more complicated subject. <laughs> yes. Audio is a complicated thing. You know, Shockingly, it. it is. Yeah. yeah. It seems simple. Everyone wants it to sound good. Yeah. And you would think there would be some sort of agreement on that, but mm, not always. Yeah. It's, it's complex, it, you know, which is a shame, but that's why I think a lot of people bought. That's why receivers came into play, right? Mm. I mean, you got a one-box solution that picks up radio. And, well, they do solve problems. Well, especially, like, yeah, multi-channel. Like, imagine yeah. having to buy seven, nine, Separates. 14 amps. Yeah, right. It's bad <laughs> yeah, that'd be a real project. Yeah, bad enough to get all those speakers. Yeah, yeah and the speakers. Yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah. it seems inevitable as you move upward in the price ranges, everything starts to become discrete, more complicated, more options, settings, configuration, more chance for things to go wrong. Yeah, but think about all you learn from trying and do this. You know, I mean, you you do grow into it. It is yeah. a hobby. It's kind of like, I guess it'd be kind of like when you were younger, if you ever put together like a model car or something like that, you'd probably make a mess of the glue first few rounds. I mean, oh, yeah. that shit gets everywhere, you know, you're probably a little dizzy too. But, <laughs> but bottom line is that some people are purposely dizzy. But bottom line is that the, uh, you know, it, there's, a, there's, a, there's a learning curve to everything. Yeah, you get better at building the entire system. Yeah. And just because you buy real expensive stuff, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to play well together without some tweaking. Yes, there's unfortunately a bit of a lack of standards still in high-end audio. Everyone kind of sort of is similar usually, but there isn't always agreement, so things aren't always as compatible as they might need to be, and it requires you to be a, a bit of an investigator on your end to ensure that things are working properly. Just to put your investigator hat on. Yeah. Well, I guess this is exactly why some people just like, I want a one-box solution. That's all I'm looking right. at. Yeah. Uh, someone, let someone else figure out the technology. Yeah. Well, or you buy all of them within the same brand, because then yeah. usually for right. the most part that's they're true. made to work. Yeah. yeah, and that's what you really don't see a lot of. You, you tend to see a lot of mixing and matching going on, and that's where you run into technical difficulties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? So... You deal with this a lot. What's the most common issue you hear about people having? Well, um, I would say in terms of blaming the speaker or the headphone, it's it's level compatibility between the gear. Um, you know, particularly with our stuff because our headphones have a lot of resolution. And I get that a lot of people say, "Well, I got three other headphones or five other headphones, and I don't hear it on them, but I hear it on yours, so something's wrong with the headphone." It's like, well, not necessarily. And, we're, you know, so now we got to break the system down. Right, what do you use? You know, what do you, did you ever change levels here, there, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, most people go into it assuming it's always the speaker. It's always the part that's playing the music that's the problem, you know. I remember years ago I used to do trade shows with Bobby from uh, Merlin Music, uh, who's no longer with us. But uh, he, he used to say that when people come into the room, if they hear something wrong, they always blame the speaker. If they hear something right, they, they, they point at the electronics, mm. which basically is saying we never get credit as a speaker maker for what you're hearing. <laughs> you know, It's oddly somewhat true, though, yeah. in a lot of cases. Yeah. doesn't really make sense. Well, I guess it's like tires on a car, right? It's like same kind of thing. It's the thing that's like actually doing the work, right? Right. So What's making you stick to the road? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but people usually don't credit the tire a lot of times. The average person will look at a car and say, wow, this is good and good traction. It must be the car. It must be the suspension, the design, right. not the tire. Well, right. you really understand that when it's wintertime. Yeah. yeah, totally. <laughs> you, you can't yeah. look at a tire and be like, that'll be good in the winter. You Although know? you could still blame the car. Well, there's a lot to blame there, yeah. but it doesn't mean it's just the car or no, just the tire. It's definitely tire. More complicated. Mm. Yeah. 
Although I remember having a car once where I had some good tires on it, and it still sucked in the snow. <laughs> That's possible. Yeah. There's I don't a know lot why. of reasons for that. Yeah, mostly because it would, it would the rear end would go out on it. You know. Ah, yeah. Yes. It wasn't which you don't see too much anymore because now the cars have a lot of sensors. Yes. But anyway, back to speaking of yeah. sensors, we could use some sensors in our electronics because what we run into, what we see fairly often, and in fact, I think a lot of people have it and don't realize it. Is there's a level mismatch between whatever you're using for a source, like this, like a DAC. The output of that is running too hot or too high of a voltage level into the next piece, which is usually a headphone amplifier or something. And, uh, you know, depending on the resolution of the speaker or the headphone, um, it may be not enough to notice until you get a speaker or a headphone that all of a sudden has way more low-level resolution. And now all yeah. of a sudden these weird distortions become kind of obvious. Well, more obvious. It's like, yeah, it's just like just on the edge, you know, right. usually it's the words the problem. Like n- nobody's like, like has like DAX that have outputs of like 25 volts usually or anything, anything else would just, you know, put yeah. the hell out of it. Well, and, and that and, you know, not, on, not all input stages of the next piece, which well, yeah. is the amp, which we need to try to, I guess, explain, you know, uh, clip at lower levels but a lot do and so what you run into is you got some people running DACs that don't have adjustable output so now and and that output could vary depending on the manufacturer even not even the same manufacturer but even just the model number within the same manufacturer you know yeah unfortunately if you have a two-piece solution if you have a DAC connected to some sort of digital source computer or whatever and you have it plugged into an analog amplifier. So you got the digital audio being converted in the DAC, audio, analog coming out into your amplifier. Between these two devices, if one of them's screaming at the other one, you get distortion, potentially. And the unfortunate reality is this only happens when the output level of the DAC is too loud for the input, which makes sense, but sometimes it only happens very infrequently. Usually it's at musical peaks. And I mean, again, define a musical peak. Oh, yeah could be a bass note, a low yeah. bass note that you don't really hear necessarily on headphones because they don't produce the bass, but it's there in spades. So now you've got this high-level bass note, or sometimes it's in, it's usually not in the highs because there's usually not as much energy there. It's usually bass. That's where you see the most voltage coming out of a device. And, that, you know, so usually you hear people saying, well, there's something wrong with the bass. It's usually that's where they notice it first. It's most pronounced in that region. Yeah, unfortunately, it's kind of the worst-case scenario, though. Because it sometimes only happens very infrequently, and you don't really notice it except on some tracks, some transient portions of the track where there's a lot of dynamics, um, or for some reason it gets slightly louder, it hits its peak volume at this one part in this passage or track. Um, And oddly enough, it could be minor enough that you don't notice it with some headphones, and other headphones you will. So... It could very well go undetected for a long span of time. Yeah, it's true. It doesn't even have to be the bass. You've got other recordings that have, like, loud trumpet, close mic trumpet, close mic piano. Cymbals. (laughs) Yeah, those things are loud. Yeah. And the mic's picking that up, and it's trying to put it out the system. And so it can easily clip and input it in weird ways, too. It's not like this clipping isn't manifest. People don't don't even know what it sounds like. Uh, It varies depending on the device. Well, yeah, you're not listening to a sine wave. You know. No, yeah, <laughs> it's distortion. It's it's distortion created by, like you said, you're you're screaming at it the next stage, and the stage says, "I don't want to hear it," and it just overloads, and you get unpredictable side effects from that, and it can manifest itself in all kinds of sound, sonic ways, 
that are not nice. Some, but some softer than others and not as noticeable, and others very harsh. It depends on, on how the amplifier overloads on its input. Now, I guess the trouble is, what do you do about it? Because I guess the best approach would probably be play a sine wave or something, one kilohertz at full volume into your DAC, and hook an oscilloscope to the output. Mm. Check the level. <laughs> that would work. Right? Yeah. Then check with the manufacturer of your amp and ask them, what level do you want in max? And make sure you're under that. But some of these devices, these DACs, don't have adjustable outputs. And that's, and a, that's problem. a problem. Yeah, because whatever it's doing, it's doing full out. Whatever voltage rating it's putting out, it's putting full output um, into the next piece, and there's nothing you could do about it. But you should be able to reduce the level at your computer. Generally. How, however, that depends again, too. Mm. What software are you using? Yeah. How's right. it configured? Yeah. You don't really know. So, okay, you reduce the output, so you turn it down. But now... Normally, that would mean your amplifier, assuming it has a volume control on it, it's a headphone amp, you're turning it up. But in the case of two-channel, we have no volume controls in our amplifiers. So, Usually not. Yeah, so once again, if you're clipping an input stage of a two-channel amp from a, you know, from a DAC, um, it's going to do it probably at any level because you're, ultimately you're turning up the volume. The mm. DAC, you got to turn up the volume at the DAC to get the volume out of the amp. Right. In the headphone world, we have volume controls. It's kind of like an integrated amp in our most of the most of the headphone amps. Yeah, but again, I've seen people with portable solutions. They're using their portable, and then they bring the portable home and use it as the DAC or the source, and it's screaming into an amp too. Same problem, you know. And you might not be using a variable audio. You know what I think it is? I think somewhere along the way, somebody said at the beginning of time that you should run these things full volume out into the next stage to re minimize noise. You hear that from time to time. And yeah. it's a proper thought process because you obviously have a, a, a higher signal to noise ratio if you increase the signal, which mm -hmm. means less noise. But there's a limit to how much signal you could throw at the next piece <laughs> before yep. it overloads. And that's, that's the misnomer there. It's not really accurate to say, let's put as much voltage as we can in the next stage and call it a day. Right, unfortunately in high-end audio, Everyone seems to have their own little different opinion on how things should be designed. So some amplifiers could be very tolerant for very wide voltage input ranges. They might take 6, 8 volts in and be happy. Others, 2.2, and they're clipping. So if you have this methodology with an amp manufacturer where they think the amp should tolerate anything, and then you take a DAC that's throwing out way too high, way too low input voltage, you could get in a range where your volume's in a weird position, or potentially you're clipping or distorting the input. Um, and that seems to be a big issue because it's difficult to know what's happening. I kind of did it on purpose one time. It's kind of like the uh, electric guitar kind of approach. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like you can't get enough output out of an amp, so you just keep pushing the <laughs> power out of the DAC higher and higher until it starts distorting and then back a quarter turn. Right. But you got to know what, you, you know, what, you're, what you're listening for. for yeah. Then, yeah. And, well, you know, another way to look at it, I guess, if you if you are running, if you are in the headphone world and not the speaker world, and you're running a, a, a headphone amp that has a volume control on it, what you're looking for typically is, I would say, you know, you probably want to be somewhere in the middle of the volume range at normal listening. That's a good way without having any test equipment, right? If you if your volume control is way down, way down, and you crack it just a little bit and it's too loud, mm. you're obviously putting way too high of a signal into it. Because that volume should have range. It shouldn't be full volume at, you know, 
one notch up from zero. Or your headphones that are super sensitive and you have way too much yeah. amp. Well, at that point, you kind of <laughs> yeah. picked the wrong amp for yeah. that headphone. But the bottom line, right, try it on, obviously, on different headphones. And again, it is, you're right, it's going to vary. Mm -hmm. On our headphones, we like a lot of power. But that's why I say go for the middle range of the volume control is nominal listening. It's probably going to avoid most of the problems. If you're at the low end of the volume range, you're probably putting too much voltage into the amp. You know, and vice versa. If you're way up full volume, well, yeah. that's a different story. That could depend on whether you have a big enough amp for the headphone. But you know, but again, if you're full up, then maybe you could give it a little more. You know, my my average has been like usually I see like numbers like you know that go to zero on a lot of the amps, and I think they're kind of rated in dB, but I don't know. It's hard to tell without reading the friggin' It's probably screen. mostly arbitrary. It mm -hmm. could be, but let's say zero is full volume out of this. Yeah. DAC or whatever your source is, right? I usually go minus 8, minus 9, minus 10, you know, which is lower in volume. And I, usually when you hit the minus, mate to minus 10 range, you're not really going to see too much issue. In fact, I've found that there actually is an optimal setting. If you're really listening, use an optimal setting to that where if you play with the DAC's output, you'll find that there's somewhere, there's just this optimal clarity that occurs with that amplifier and it varies from amp to amp so it's really something you should be trying to experiment with to see how it sounds we had that with one deck we used a long time ago at a show and the manufacturer said oh it sounds best at zero at full output the trouble was zero on that was crazy loud mm -hmm. into the oh, yeah, yeah, amplifier yeah. we were using so you would just be a crack up on the volume knob right mm -hmm. and there's all this travel left but it's already super loud so mm -hmm. you have barely any adjustment yep. on the volume knob Oddly enough, it didn't distort the amplifier, but I could imagine a lot it would because I'm familiar with that amplifier, and it was very normal. I don't remember so, the whole story. Was that the manufacturer that recommended it? Yeah, yeah, they, they, they came they, over they to set it up, it, and they yeah. said, oh, because I turned it down, Yeah, right? I turned the output volume down, and they yeah. were checking the menu settings. See, that's the worst-case scenario. And it was you know? so loud. And that's the thing. Like, I've had customers, I have customers come to me and go, well, I talked to the manufacturer, and he says, oh, yeah, that amp will handle six volts RMS input. Just throw whatever the full output is. And invariably, now here they are blaming the headphone. And I'm like, why the hell would he tell you something like that? We've had you that, know? yeah. <laughs> and then you still hear clipping. Yeah. You turn the volume down on the DAC and it solves it, but the manufacturer just swears up and down that thing will handle six volts. Yeah, and mm -hmm. what I found is it depends who they talk to. Like the customer will call a company and it depends who answers the phone. And yeah. it, maybe that guy likes the distortion. Mm -hmm. Maybe he plays guitar and he likes it. Mm -hmm. He likes distortion, right? So to him, it sounds better. But if you're after non-distorting it, uh, amplification you really don't you obviously don't want to go full in on anything it's it's i haven't seen it to be an optimal setup on anything that we've used to go full out full volume out anything you know yeah it kind of reminds me this is kind of unrelated but related my receiver um it has an option to go above zero db so you go like plus 10 or 15 or something so i'm like oh yeah i'll turn that on but yeah, it just starts dying, <laughs> you know, when you start getting into the plus numbers. So I turned it off. Yeah. You know, but well, well, it allows you to do it. Something like the Sagra deck, like what they did to avoid the problem is they're not, they're not using real high output levels. They're using nominal output levels so that even though this doesn't have a volume control in it, it's never putting out more than your typical amplifier can handle. You know, but we see a lot of DACs that do three, four, five, even six volts RMS um, out of the RCA outputs, and the balance tends to be double that. And it's like, what the hell are you thinking? I see it a lot in the pro world. The pro stuff always tends to, for whatever reason, 
They tend to have higher voltages out of stuff, mm. you know. They um, assume you know what you're doing, you know. I guess, yeah. I don't know, you know. I guess we should clarify, though. Generally, around 2-ish volts is considered more or less normal or standard. For single-ended RCA yeah. outs. Yeah. And but then 4 volts, it doubles with balance because you're running two lines of audio, so it basically doubles the Unfortunately, arms. in high-end audio, those standards are kind of loosely obeyed. Yeah. So you do see people doubling or tripling that standard. Well, you do have the opposite problem. I think I think it was the Sony, the um, server. I think it does one volt RCA and then two volts balanced. Yeah. It's like way quieter than everything else. Yeah, right. So it's a different Forces problem. you to turn everything yeah. else You got up. everything yeah. cranked on your amplifier and it's still quiet sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with some of those DSD tracks that yeah, the which level, are quiet levels anyways. vary a yeah. lot on some of this stuff. But, um, yeah, which is the opposite problem. So, right. Not yeah. much you can do there, though. Yeah. <laughs> around, I mean, a good output level for a DAC is somewhere around one and a half to two volts, I think, RMS. Uh, on a single-ended output. Yeah, because I had to run that balanced because it's like, with the amp, it's like, this does not work. Yeah. And some amps are funny, too. Like, some amps, their balanced inputs react differently than their RCA inputs. It depends on the design. It's a, that's what we, like, we come back square to the beginning, right? Every time ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's always in the design. Yeah. And it's, and it, you know, and, it, and this stuff is confusing. And well, it yeah, is there's no fast and loose rule, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. Everything's different. So, anyway, I hope that kind of explains that you know, when you have a problem like this and it just seems kind of weird, always second guess everything, the setup and stuff, particularly like if you, you just got something new. Usually if some, you put something new in, it's easy to blame it for the problem. But it could just be showing you the problem, you know, or you could be you could have throw it into you could throw it into a situation where it it exasperates the problem. Yeah. You know, that's with electronics, too. I've seen people get, you know, new amps, new DACs. All of a sudden, that new amp clips differently in input than the other one, and now you hear it. Mm. It's like, oh, there's something wrong with this new amp. Mm -hmm. Well, no. That's actually <laughs> another big factor because the way the amp sounds when it clips the input could vary dramatically. Some you barely notice. They're not that offensive, and others really harsh. So if it sounds awful, you're going to notice it right away. Others are very subtle, and it might be hard to notice. Yeah, tube gear tends yeah, to take a say. lot more. Tubes, yeah. yeah. That's a whole different thing. Yeah, because they're a high-voltage device to begin with. They kind of take a lot more abuse than solid state. Usually. Yeah, usually. Yeah, it could go either way. Yeah. But solid state, when it clips, it usually clips hard. And it makes some wicked sounding harmonics. And That's again, almost it, better, it though, because then you know. Well, yeah. Right? You know right away. It's not a guess. Yeah. But if you're doing it only at impulses, only at peaks of music, so you got a split, you know, you got a couple milliseconds of it happening. It's tough for the brain to decipher mm. what the hell's going on. Well, it's not like it's just farting continuously at you. You go, oh, there's a problem there. You, know, you, right. you only hear it for that brief split second. And you're, you're looking for everything on the planet to be wrong. And it's usually point. Everyone always points to the headphone or the speakers. Well, isn't that the, the classic worst troubleshooting situation? Intermittent problem, right? Yeah, intermittent. <laughs> it's like so, it was doing it before. I don't know. Yeah. Now it's so not. what you want to do is you want to have a controllable volume on your DAC and your amplifier. You sync your volume knobs up mentally, and you turn them <laughs> left and right, and you try to find the exact point where it sounds best, and you look at what the volume is output on the deck. See if it's actually reduced from 100%. Yeah, go that way. Mm. And be around the middle range, if you have a volume control on the amp, be around the middle range on the amp when you're doing this. Generally. You know, that way you can know you can turn it up if you feel like being a bit more spirited, and you could turn it down for some music that's a little... Not so spirited. Listen. On a low power amp, it doesn't really work like that. But yeah, yeah generally in a high power stuff, if you're in the middle of the range on the volume knob on the headphone amp, you're probably close-ish, maybe. Yeah. You should be good. Some amps aren't that critical, and you could pretty much throw anything at them, and they're happy. 
But bottom line, if you're hearing a problem, do try to turn down levels a bit. Turn down a deck, see if the problem goes away. That's yeah. that's telltale right there. It's like, oh, it's a level. So anyway, we about as much as we can cover. I mean, if you're still running issues like this with our headphones and stuff, by all means, just throw us an email and we'll, we'll we can narrow it down within hopefully a few emails and point to the culprit. You know, but but try it. That's what we're doing this video for, so that we don't have to answer an email every time you hear something, hmm. which is you're going to hear a lot of things as you listen to more and more music. You know, so hopefully this helps out. Thank you, everybody. Subscribe to us, please, um, so that you know always know what's coming. Um, give us a thumbs up. Take care.